1420 WBSM presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. We're back. Matt Costa, you're a little bit uh, out of whack there. A little uh, getting getting used to being back in the studio here. I'm a, I'm a little uh, discombobulated, as I say. Well, we took last week off, you know, because uh, a combination of the the World Series and us just running around every which direction. So, you know, that one week off kind of is it's all you need to throw you off when it comes to the technical aspects of the show, but not when it comes to talking about the paranormal, which we do. Each and every Saturday night, for the most part. Matt Moniz, this is like your first time being back in the studio in like three years, I think. <laughs> it's been a while. Been a bit, yeah. And we've been uh, all over the place. Uh, yourself doing a number of uh, different investigations. Uh, also, us giving a couple of presentations, uh, the group together, and with our friends Mike Markowitz and Carl Wood. And I, I was really pleased with the turnout that we got from from. The people that came, they a lot of them had never heard of the show, but they just saw a chance to come and talk about the paranormal. And they had lots of questions, and, and you were there answering all these questions for everybody, helping them out. You guys did a great job yourselves handling well, some you. of the questions. Well, what I, if I don't know, I just either I either make it up <laughs> or I just say, well, go talk to Moniz because he'll know about that. But, uh, yeah, so I'm hoping a lot of these people and their questions and uh, all their desire to learn about the paranormal, I'm hoping that's going to carry over now. They're going to listen to this program, and they're going to listen to some of the topics that we talk about, and they'll call in with their questions or they'll call in with their experiences, and we can help them you know, understand the topic of the paranormal a little bit better because that is what we do. And tonight we're going to talk about something that has come across in a lot of our discussions about other topics, but we've never really talked directly about the soul, about the nature of the soul, about the nature of who we are, what we're made of, and what happens to us when we leave this mortal plane. And since today is All Souls Day, I figured today is probably a good day to talk about the soul as any. And so uh, we have two great guests joining us tonight, and uh, we're going to get right into the discussion with them right now. Uh, first is Richard Salva. Uh, he's the author of Soul Journey from Lincoln to Lindbergh, and we, we had a great talk with him a while back about the, the reincarnation of Abraham Lincoln as Charles Lindbergh. He became interested in reincarnation and yoga philosophy in his teens, when he moved to Ananda, a yoga community in the Sierra Nevada foothills. And for the next 30 years, he continued his studies. And as an author and minister, he has given hundreds of lectures on reincarnation, yoga philosophy, and, the, and history in the United States and Europe. And he is on the line with us. How are you tonight, Richard? I'm doing really well. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, we're glad to have you back because reincarnation is something that I didn't really study much of. And just I was fascinated with our talk last time, and I'm looking forward to discussing it more tonight. Yes, uh, as am I. And also on the line is Rick Hayes. You know him as the founder of of Life's Gift, an association that supports his consultation and speaking engagement services. At an early age, he realized that he had the unique ability to relay messages from those who have passed. Born and raised in a Christian environment, 
His belief in the gift of life and life everlasting has remained throughout his own personal life through continued faith. In 2003, he revealed his, uh, his abilities to the public to be able to speak with those who have passed on. And he has uh, since written two books, Stepping Stones, Thoughts Along Life's Path, and You're Not Crazy, You Have a Ghost. He also hosts Conversations on his website, lifesgift.com, and he joins us as well. Rick, how are you tonight? I'm doing just great. It's great to be It's a pleasure. You know, I was sharing with you earlier that uh, I've had a busy, just being October, it's always busy for us in this industry, and and uh, I, I'm in my favorite chair right now, and, and it's a relaxing time just to share share thoughts with, uh, with you guys tonight. And, you know, I purposely kind of didn't share a lot of details in the email setting up the show uh, toward... You know, I, I didn't really tell Richard a lot about Rick and vice versa because I kind of didn't want to create any, not that you guys would be prejudiced or biased toward the other person's views, but I just didn't want to create any preconceived notions about where this discussion would go. But, you know, for those who are, are, are unfamiliar really, you know, normally when you take a, a discussion on the radio, a lot of people will go in one direction or the other. They'll say, tonight we're going to look at the reincarnation aspect. Tonight we're going to look at the, you know, when you pass on, you go to a heaven type place. At, uh, aspect to things and, and tonight we're going to mix it up and we're going to kind of stir a lot of people's emotions up I think Matt Moniz you were kind of concerned earlier today about you know some of the the backlash you might get in terms of people as, so, as soon as they hear you talking about the idea of the soul they're going to start calling in with their own views right and, and gentlemen I'm sure that you've both encountered that tonight but we just want to uh, encounter that in the past but we want to say that tonight we're open to every and all possible views of the soul we want you to call in and share your own beliefs with us as well. 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. These gentlemen are just going to share with us their beliefs and their research and what they've discovered in their quest to, to find out exactly what the soul is all about. So, uh, Richard, why don't we uh, start with you. In, just in your belief, what is the soul? Mm, that's a good question. <clears throat> uh, my beliefs are actually based on the teachings of uh, the deeper teachings of yoga, and uh, when I say yoga right now, I'm not talking so much about yoga postures, but the uh, deeper spiritual teachings that underlie the practice of the yoga postures. And uh, these particular teachings were taught by a great master of yoga. His name was Paramahansa Yogananda. He wrote the classic autobiography of a yogi, which has inspired millions throughout the world, including the Beatles and Elvis Presley. And uh, his... Uh, take on these things I found very fascinating. I've been studying them for over 30 years. He said that the, uh, the soul is a uh, tiny part of the infinite ocean of God's presence, that each, each spirit, each individual's soul is actually a part of God. It's like a little bubble or a little wave of ocean water. It's been separated from the ocean. But even, as he said, if you were to take ocean water and put it in a bottle and maybe other bottles on top of that, uh, the ocean water would continue to stay ocean water. And that is why in the Old Testament it says that we are made in the image of God, uh, that our spirits are one with that uh, infinite ocean, but we just need to reunite ourselves with that spirit again. That we've come from that ocean and that we need to return it again. And this is what the whole process of life is all about. And, in fact, uh, this is connected. You had mentioned uh, the, the topic of reincarnation. The whole purpose of reincarnation is for us to learn our lessons and for us to grow spiritually. 
until such time as we just uh, of our own volition and desire wish to reunite uh, ourselves with spirit our individual souls with spirit and so we are really immortal um, and uh, there's an old saying an old teaching an ancient teaching uh, thou art of old O son of man yea of everlasting we have always existed according to this teaching and we will always exist in futurity. And uh, our, our ultimate goal and our ultimate, uh, the, every, the, the final uh, thing that will happen for all of us is to, is to reunite with spirit. With all the various experiences that we have in our many lifetimes, uh, it all will lead to that eventually. But, but there's the key phrase is the, the many lifetimes, that you need to go through this process uh, of getting closer and closer to that spirit through the the course of many lifetimes and, and that's the idea of reincarnation where you know each time you're hoping to make positive steps in the right direction sometimes as we talked about before sometimes you might regress a little bit but it, it's it's a process of moving forward um yeah so over time but you know uh if you look at each lifetime as like a day in school some days we have a good day in school some days we just can't seem to get our minds to work very well mm -hmm. And uh, so that we, we go through many, many lifetimes because there are many lessons for us to learn. And some lifetimes we don't do very well. <laughs> and we might uh, set ourselves back even. We might be set back a grade in the school or something. But uh, over time, eventually, we learn uh, even the most uh, important lessons and uh, make our way. Uh, we start at the beginning of this process. We may act like animals. But at the end of the process, we, we act like angels. Now, now, Rick, that might differ a little bit, though, uh, coming from a Christian background and in your experiences talking to, to souls that have moved on, uh, that might differ a little bit from your personal belief. Well, first of all, I, I will share this. I, uh, it's an honor to be a part of this show with Richard. Uh, I, I, I know Richard's books, and uh, Richard, I commend you for, for your, sharing your sharing your thoughts and your wisdom with others. So it's an honor to be with you tonight. Well, thank you, Rick. I appreciate that, and it's an honor to be on this show with you as well. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, as, as, you know, I, as many know, I grew up in a, in a uh, environment where my mom's a preacher's daughter. My grandfather is, was a highly respected and still is a very highly respected evangelist. And, and you know, one of the things that I learned growing up was, and, and this was an, a, a privilege for me, was that we do have the opportunity, we do have, the gift of what I call everlasting life, or what I, I use words a little bit differently. I, I use it as, as a supernatural life because I feel like not only our life here, but our life that we, when we complete our plan here in, in our physical body and our, and our spirit moves into that everlasting life, we are actually just completing our plan and moving on. Uh, I do agree with Richard. We are immortal. Uh, I feel that the soul is uh, based on my uh, background uh, of the New Testament that the, the soul is actually Adam, uh, our creator breathed life into uh, Adam's soul and I feel that the soul is actually a part of the physical body and I feel this, the spirit is actually our inner internal what each of us has that, that gives once we complete our plan here on earth in our physical body and with our soul which is the breath breath of life here that our spirit simply completes our plan, and then we move into our what, what I guess you would call our second body, which is the spirit, the spirit, what I call the spirit of energy. Uh, you know, there I do agree with uh, 
I do agree with Richard on the fact that we are mortal. I feel that we are given the gift of everlasting life, and I do I do agree with that. We do move forward with each steps. And, and another point that he made, which I, I will agree with, is the challenges we have here in life, in our life here each day. For me, they're lessons to learn. It's for us to, to learn about the value of life itself. So uh, I do agree with uh, with some of the things Richard's sharing, and then I and then I tend to go with. Some of the uh, some of the things that I've I've learned from growing up, and then I also uh, listen to the loved ones who have have came through for me and shared with me to better understand life itself. See, to me, when I look at it, the difference is almost uh, as if you know, in in the we'll, we'll call it the uh, we'll, we'll call it the heaven philosophy. We'll we'll just use that as a, as a, a general term to to. To be able to differentiate between the two, but in the in the heaven philosophy of things, you know, it's you want to learn as much as you can in life, and then when this life is over, you can get the answers. It's it's given to you. You did the best that you could, and now we're going to fill you in on the rest. And in the reincarnation philosophy, it's kind of like you know you have to go through the process of learning this yourself. We're not going to give you the answers. So it's kind of like in one regard you can learn, but then you're finally told, and in the other regard you just have to keep learning. Uh, it, it's almost like e- each belief system has its way of of getting people to try to make themselves better people, but it just seems to me like there's a lot more work involved in the reincarnation philosophy. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that, if I could interject, because um, uh, in the Christian tradition, and maybe Rick can correct me on this, but uh, there is a lot of emphasis put on grace and divine grace, and they mention... St. Paul is saying that uh, it comes not from works, but uh, from the grace of God, so that no man can boast. And uh, what the the yoga tradition connected with the reincarnation tradition is that it, there, the, both things are necessary, that there are reasons why there are the Ten Commandments, there are reasons why Christ gave so much spiritual instruction, uh, and uh, also talked about grace, because uh, it's by spiritual growth and by our own efforts it's like if you're in a building and all the windows are shut, then you you can't receive the light into the building. But uh, it takes your own effort to open those windows and open them wide and it's in the right direction for where the sun is shining so that you can receive that light into yourself. And that those are the efforts that are involved in spiritual growth and yoga practice. And in fact, it's not all on your own shoulders that uh, someone might get that impression from what you just said, but... Mm-hmm. It's it's a uh, it's our effort to sort of attune ourselves to that that flood of grace, to that flow of grace, to that ray of light that comes from the divine. And then by doing that, then we can receive it more more easily. But if we've turned away from it, and we're saying why, you know, it's really hard to embrace it. It's really hard to bring it into your life if you're turned in the wrong direction. So spiritual growth, a lot of it is just turning ourselves in the right direction. So, so the answers are there for us just as just as easily, but we just need to learn how to how to hear them essentially. Yes, and there also is when we're talking about grace. It's not only individual instructions or lessons in life. It's also a spiritual power that uplifts you and uh, and uh, takes you into itself. And, and Rick, in this with your work talking to these these departed souls, is this something that they've kind of caught on to that they've realized? You know, I I had to go through this process in my own life, 
It's not as simple as I just died and then I was told. I had to kind of learn and I can look back at my life and see where these points are where I kind of became tuned into this. Absolutely. And as I was listening to Richard, I mean, he, he, he in a sense coincided with what I share when I, on my speaking on my speaking engagements is uh, it, it, actually when I first came out in the public, you know, everyone looked at me as what they quoted as a psychic medium. And I found myself in, in these personal consultations that I was also helping these individuals learn how valuable life is each day. And, that, and that's what I share is that before you can understand the life after, you must first understand life daily. And that is, in other words, how valuable life daily is because each day that you are given is a day for you to learn, is a day for you, is created just for you to, and it's no one else has a day like yourself. And so it's given to you to learn from. And just as Richard shared with going into a building with the, with closed windows, it's, it's our opportunity each day to, to embrace and grasp, uh, the, the, the moments, the experience and, and the lessons that we learn from each day. And these loved ones who come through and share with me and, in fact, just this afternoon in a consultation, someone asked me. The first question they asked me was, "They said, what does what do what does she think of what, what we should do with the home, with her with her house?" And the message immediately was relayed to her. It was, "Why worry about the house?" In other words, it's you know what was more important to this loved one who has moved on was not not the material house itself. But, but to embrace as a family and to understand the memory and to remember and hold the memories and experiences of the family. So, you know, as Richard said, you know, I, I feel, and, and, I, and I love the term, Richard, the word grace, because that, that's a great word, but I feel we've got, we must understand that each moment that we have here is for us to, to learn and to grow and to to understand the value of life because i really truly feel based on what i've been shared that the more we learn here in life the more that we receive in the life after well rick do you find that some of these spirits some of these souls that they want to have another chance to go back uh, no <laughs> yeah. you, you, mean, you hear it, stories about though of people that you know they they want to come back for whatever reason they want to take what they've learned after they've passed on and try and, I, and give it a I've second had a shot. They say, "Well, I need to come back and straighten them up a little bit." <laughs> you, <laughs> know? Uh, you know, especially if they have a you know if they have a family member. But uh, you know, it's it's almost like when they when they go into uh, you know I, I use the, the the definition of the, the the life after the supernatural life. It's almost like when they are into the heavens uh, that they they are they understand what they have received. And they, they value it so much. And, but at the same time, they understand how valuable it is here as well. I've never had, I've never had any to share with me that, you know, they, they would like to come back in a physical body again. Well, that's what they have you for. You can do all the work for them on that regard. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> now, Richard, I'll ask you kind of the converse of that question, though. It, how, is it possible that there are souls that can, you know, reach this level of spirit without having to go through many reincarnations? Are there people that are just, when these souls are just naturally closer than others might be? Well, uh, according to Yogananda, when uh, there there are certain cycles where the physical universe is manifested, uh, this comes out of the ancient scriptures of India. They call it the uh, dawn of Brahma and the dusk of Brahma. They say at the dawn of Brahma's day, 
And just in these millions of years, um, the physical universe will come into manifestation, and at the dusk of Brahma's night, it will all revert back into spirit again. And um, each soul, as they go through the various uh, incarnational cycles, uh, they reach a certain level of development, and then the universe is withdrawn again. Again, we're talking about billions and trillions of years here, really long cycles. But uh, when they come back out into manifestation again, some of them are, they, they maintain whatever they have learned. They continue to hold on to. This is, these are the treasures that we carry from lifetime to lifetime. Every time we learn a spiritual lesson, it's always ours. These are the things that you do take with you. And uh, so there are some souls that, uh, that are advanced that come, and uh, they, they are very high, and perhaps they only need a few lifetimes to learn. But according to Yogananda, this is something that, that we all, all need to go through, that we all go learn by going through lifetime after lifetime, because some lifetimes are just very brief. You know, some child is born and then uh, dies very soon thereafter. You know, there, there's a lot of inequities in life, but these things are explained through reincarnation and karma and uh, these, these sort of teachings. All right, well, we are talking with Richard Salva and Rick Hayes about the nature of the soul. If you have any questions, you can give us a call, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. Why don't we take a quick break? We come back, we will talk more about the soul here on All Souls Day, and uh, we'll talk about anything else you want to bring to the table. Just give us a call, and if you want to email us, spookycrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. We can receive your emails directly tonight. And we'll be right back with more here on Spooky South Coast. And pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa and science advisor Matt Moniz. And we are talking to two soul men on the line with us, Richard Salva, the author of Soul Journey from Lincoln to Lindbergh. And you can check out his website, LincolnReincarnation.com. And uh, also Rick Hayes, who uh, has written books like Stepping Stones, Thoughts Along Life's Path, and You're Not Crazy, You Have a Ghost. And his website is Life'sGift.com. And that's kind of like a one-stop center for all of uh, Rick's services there. You can book readings with Rick, and you can listen to his show conversations. And It's a great website to spend some time and kind of be reaffirmed that there is more than just what's going on here. And We thank you guys for joining us here on All Souls Day and pitting your beliefs kind of, one, kind of against each other, but it seems to me like you know, there's a lot of common philosophy uh, between the, the two schools of thought here. There really isn't. In fact, I've I've written a bunch of notes already. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, and that's one of the things I, I I share also is that you know that's what's so great about that we were all not created as you know like robots that we're you know we are to learn from each other and and if we all thought the same way and we all had the same ideas we would never really learn and and so you know just just as this show tonight is I mean I'm learning. I'm learning as we're going myself, so um, I'm, and, and I like the fact that we're soul men, Richard. Hey, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that tune too. It's, uh, I think it fits. And you know, um, it's for me too, from my perspective, I'm really enjoying this too because I'm seeing something that I've experienced many times. Uh, you would think that somebody who believes in reincarnation wouldn't have that much to be able to talk about in common, 
is someone who comes from a Christian background, and here we find that there, we do share a lot in common. The, the deeper teachings of yoga, especially Tapai Yogananda, are that uh, the, uh, the, uh, those who follow uh, spiritual traditions and really dedicate themselves to it and find that they, they do have a lot in common, that there's an underlying unity there. And uh, I really uh, can uh, sort of see it in our conversation, in our discussion, and also uh, just sort of feel it from uh, the uh, fellow feeling of goodwill and harmony. Well, absolutely. That, that's the interesting thing about this discussion, and it, it's a credit to what what kind of gentlemen you two both are. That you know, we're talking about something that many other people have fought wars over, and then we're having it in a, in a nice civilized discussion here. You know, there's no uh, no name calling and, and no no uh, backlash here. So, uh, Richard, in in your readings, and and obviously when you want to be a Westerner who studies you know Eastern philosophies, you need to be able to kind of cast aside everything that you've heard in the media and everything that you've been forced to read in the media. And I know that you spent a lot of time uh, researching this, but uh, at what point do you start to see the deviations in what others around you are believing in the path that you're following? Mm. Well, I think um, it's, it's something that's a very subtle thing. Um, it comes through not only through study, but also through meditation and spiritual practice. So you start to have a different approach to things, and uh, it's an approach that uh, that brings joy. It's an approach that brings harmony, it's a peace, and these other things that uh, we desire in life. And there are many people who are also find these things through other things that they are doing, tuning into, especially if they're trying to develop themselves spiritually. And then you find yourself, like we were talking just now, very much in harmony with them. Uh, but uh, you know, and the the uh, if we really, for all of us, whenever we sort of get out of that sort of wavelength, and uh, right now I think a lot of people may be tuning into fear, worrying about the economy, worrying about where the world is going to go, what's going to happen, who's going to get elected, <laughs> what are they going to do when they get into office. And uh, There's a lot of thoughts going through people's minds nowadays and a lot of feelings. And uh, uh, to me it's like a, a being tuning into a certain radio station. And maybe right now a lot of people are tuning into the fear dial, you know, the certain, <laughs> whatever it might be, K-F-E-R or whatever it might be, you know, where they're really tuning into fear or worries and uh, anxieties about the future. But, uh, you know, if, if, we, if we have some sort of background, uh, spiritual background, here we're talking about the soul, we're essentially talking about spiritual realities. Uh, if we have some sort of background that way and can really dive into it, even at times like this, even if many, many people are tuning into this fear station, we can uh, tune our mental radios to a different station, one that is full of calmness, one that is full of joy and light. And no matter what's going on around us, we can we can experience that. And that, that I think, is, is the difference. You know, and on some level, we're all tuning into a different station. But on another level, we can all tune in together to different stations as well. And I think especially now it would be helpful for as many people as possible to try to tune into their spiritual station that uh, has qualities that uh, might be of help to the world. Well, I think overall we're definitely seeing, uh, and this was something that a lot of people asked us uh, the last few weeks when we've been kind of out in the, the public giving lectures about the paranormal uh, to a lot of folks here in the, the South Coast, Massachusetts area. And one of the questions that they always ask is, well, how come there's so many more reports of 
ghosts now, paranormal activity. Why is there so much interest in it now? And it's because for a variety of factors, people are tuning in more to their spiritual side. And I think that now they're they're kind of faced with a lot more decision-making than they thought that they had to in the past because you're, we're exposing people nowadays to more different kinds of beliefs. And, and Rick, in your work, uh, being able to bring the words of loved ones and the messages of loved ones to the living, uh, you might hit a wall at some point with people when you're trying to share some of these, these thoughts with them because even though they want to believe that you have the ability to speak with them, it might kind of counteract with their belief system overall. Oh, it's it. You know, it's still, it's it's still something that happens quite often. Uh, you know, especially in, in with an in, with individuals who have been raised in a traditional atmosphere, including myself. I mean, you know, my background. I you know, I grew up in this atmosphere that uh, in a in a biblical atmosphere where what I was hearing, what I was seeing, uh, what I the, the abilities I was given was. Uh, in the quote, not of, not of God. And, you know, my, my whole struggle with that was, number one, I didn't want to go against God. You know, that's the last thing I wanted to do. Number two is if, if what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, what I'm acknowledging is that life is an everlasting gift, why is that so bad? Why is that so wrong? And so, but I, I, I believe that there's been, especially in the last, I've been, I came out in public about seven years ago, and I've noticed, especially in the last three, three and a half years, that that there has been a more of an open-mindedness to people are just basic, are really ready to say, you know, there's got to be something that more than just life here. I want to know more about it. And, you know, and I share with everyone that, you know, our loved ones are these ghosts, this paranormal has been around, uh, you know, well, the Bible was written thousands and thousands of years ago, and there's paranormal instances in it. But I, I believe that that people are becoming more where they're saying, I, I, I want to know more about this. I want to learn from this. And because of that, I feel that, that the paranormal industry is, is growing, and it's growing in the sense that people are saying, I'm not going to believe just this way. I want to learn myself. You know, you mentioned ghosts, too, and that's an interesting thing, uh, Richard. In terms of, you know, the philosophies of, of reincarnation, are go uh, ghosts are something that are kind of universal in all cultures, but within that idea of reincarnation, are ghosts something that uh, that occur within that philosophy? Well, you know, I would have to say from my own experience, yes, because <laughs> you know, when I first was writing Soul Journey from Lincoln to Lindbergh, uh, I was actually in a haunted house. <laughs> wow. It, it turned out that there were two uh, other gentlemen there who uh, were Native Americans. We Luckily, we had a friend nearby who's somebody who's, who's like, a, they use the term ghostbuster, but it's really somebody who helps to, these souls to transition to be able to release their attachment to the physical plane. Uh, this is something that can happen when somebody, especially if they have a very traumatic ending, um, and uh, perhaps they, they might be angry or some other deep emotional connection or they're very attached to something that happened on the earth plane. They can be attached to a certain place and uh, feel like it is theirs. They don't understand why other people are there. And that's what I experienced for about a month's time or so working on the book. I would just feel else there, and I would just 
on a daily basis, I would just say a prayer for them. Just even talk to them out loud. Just say, just go into the light, go into the light. You know, when they were freed, when this, this man was able to help them to transition, I just felt this light. And it was like a day. think we're losing you a little bit there, Richard. Oh, okay. I just really felt the sense of friendship with these these uh, because I, I really felt like I was their friend even when they were uh, yep, we're, sorry we're cutting out again I think they're actually kind of letting you know that they're still around maybe <laughs> and and well Rick you talk about that though in, in, in your work you've you've experienced these physical validations from people uh, that have already crossed over yeah and, and I do want to share with Richard uh, uh, he mentioned his book uh, about Lincoln and, and uh, I, I'm currently living about 20 miles from where uh, Lincoln moved, his, him and his family moved when he was just seven years old. I don't know if you, you remember the story where he uh, borrowed a book from a neighbor, and uh, yeah. that was that was in that was in the same area that I live in. And so uh, Lincoln is is very well known in my area. And uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, going back to to uh, what Richard was saying about these energies and about you know these ghosts and and Tim, you've Spooky South Coast have heard me share that I, I surprise a lot of people in this industry because I feel that ghosts are nothing more than a, than a presence of validation to share with you that that it is your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, and if it is not your family or loved one, it is someone's mother, father, sister, brother, aunt, uncle who has simply. Uh, is wanting to share with you in some form and some physical validation that they are that they are here, that they are still here and they're still around us. Well, I, I think too that uh, as people are more open-minded to it, they're going to see a lot of these signs that they they might have been kind of blind to before. You know, listening to the show and tuning into it for a couple hours on a Saturday night just might make you think twice about something that happens. You know, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. when when you know all of a sudden. Randomly out of nowhere, you just thought of a, a loved one who had passed on, and you catch that little whiff of their cologne or their perfume or whatever. And these are things that people need to pay attention to because if you don't, then you're not going to see the more, you know, overt signs that they're trying to show you either. Uh, now, Richard, uh, we were talking about the 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 ghosts that might have been, you know, kind of, uh, I'll say, trapped. Are they stuck in between reincarnations? Is that is that what a ghost is in in your philosophies? Is it kind of uh, yes? Uh, they they have to be freed up before they can move forward. Okay. Um, this is when we're talking about that. We're talking about uh, an actual spirit that's there. Sometimes too, uh, people can leave a residue of themselves, which is different from actually being completely stuck, uh, where some part of their consciousness is still there. And the soul is a very powerful thing, and so you can you can leave a residue of yourself so that uh, there might be some small manifestations that can come from that. But that's different from being actually, you know, sort of uh, your soul really stuck there in that location. And if that happens, then, yes, it, it, uh, the things will have to work out so that you can be free and move forward. Uh, most of us, when we leave, according to, again, uh, the deeper teachings of yoga, most of us, when we leave the physical body, we enter a, a plane of existence called the astral plane, which is an energy sphere. 
And uh, the Christ said that in my Father's house are many mansions. There are very many different planes of existence there. And people, after they leave their physical body, will gravitate to whatever plane they feel most comfortable with, most in tune with. Just as when people move to a city, some people will go and hang out at the sports bars because they're sports nuts, and other people are very spiritual, and they'll look for a church or a temple or whatever that they would feel most comfortable you know, people gravitate to where they feel most comfortable and hang out with people that they uh, have uh, something in common with. And the same thing happens when we leave our physical body. We tend to gravitate to those areas of the astral world that we uh, feel most comfortable, and uh, and then we uh, spend a time there until our karma and our own desires will bring us back into another lifetime. Now, you had asked me earlier, is it possible for a soul not to want to come back? Well, I think many souls, depending on what they experience on the physical plane, might not want to come back, <laughs> you know, even right away or for a period of time, especially if they had difficult things they had to work on, mm-hmm. or they're just enjoying being in a higher plane, in the astral plane, really enjoying just being there in a the heavenly existence there uh, before they have to come back and go to school again. So uh, that's certainly possible as well. See, uh, my belief in the soul, I mean, I'm not a, a deeply spiritual person, not yet anyway. Uh, I'm still, you know, even at 30 years old, I'm still trying to put together what it is that that I believe. And I'm at least sure of one thing, that that my belief in what a lot of people refer to as the soul in terms of paranormal research and paranormal investigation is really just a a collection of energy. It's the leftover energy from a person that had been living, breathing, that had this energy that made up who they were, and that for whatever reason it doesn't dissipate out into the ether upon their, their... physical death and it still retains some of that form richard are these uh, is it possible that there are these kind of ghosts these these phantoms that we see here on this existence on this plane that are really just nothing more than the energy imprint and that it's separate from the soul that's actually moving on manifestation there must be some connection i'm sorry we're losing we're losing you there well, Richard, we're losing you there a little bit. I don't know if you got a, a bad signal there, but Rick, I'll I'll pose to you the same question. Well, I you know I I know that uh, being titled as a psychic medium, I know a lot of in the, in that are titled that uh, truly believes in reincarnation. And as I as I shared in my book, and I shared with you on on previous shows. You know, I'm still learning about reincarnation. There's there's a lot of things I learn. In fact, you know, I, the things that I do feel and I do share, uh, I also share with everyone that Rick Hayes completes his plan and moves on. His creator may say, sit down, Rick. we got a lot to talk about because you were wrong on a lot of things. <laughs> so, I'm, But, you know, the one thing that really bothered me about reincarnation, especially growing up, was that, you know, I do feel that, that our Creator gives, gives us a very unique physical body, a very unique, a very unique spirit, and we're also given, each given a very unique path of purpose in life here to learn from. And the one of the things that really bothered me was when we complete our plan here and we are, and our unique, our unique spirit was, was created for us, uh, leaves the, uh, goes into our, what I call move on, and our soul is, I feel our soul is separate from the spirit. I do agree with you in a, that's, a, in fact, Tim, that is a very good point. You know, 
we hear a lot in our industry about residual spirits, and I have my own thoughts on that. But the point you made on residual spirits was that that could that be a part of a soul or part of the or part what was breathed into the physical body and left here. Uh, that's a very good point, and that in fact that's that's one I'm I'm I tend to almost agree with, uh, but. You know, I, the problem that I've had with reincarnation is I, that it's just hard for me to think that our creator who can create unique spirits, you know, when you get done with the, the unique spirit is in the physical body and you're, and the physical body is done and he basically takes, basically the reincarnation is saying, well, I'll put this spirit on the shelf and let it collect a little dust and then we'll put it back into another body later on. And it's like, well, couldn't the create? You know, our Creator creates unique spirits. Why couldn't he? Why couldn't we each have a very unique spirit? Which I feel we do. But again, I'm still learning about this because can at the same time can we? Can our Creator give us a very not only a unique spirit, but give us an opportunity to come back and live this unique spirit in a physical body again? Absolutely. So I'm still learning about it, but. As far as the soul, a part, a part of the soul being being a part, being left here, I tend to agree with you on that, Tim. Well, Richard, do you have any response to uh, Rick's uh, statement about the creation of unique souls? Or oh, uh, each soul is unique, whether it goes through uh, various lifetimes. Uh, each lifetime is one can look at it as a role that a person is playing. Uh, you can have a great actor playing many different roles, and you still love that actor no matter what actor. I think we're losing your signal again, Richard. Really sorry about that. that, That's the problem with uh, doing a a talk show at this time of night is this is when we're open to all the atmospheric anomalies and the phone lines and, and, and of course, the topics that we talk about here can kind of lend to that as well. So, uh, well, I mean, I'm... Like I said, I'm still kind of learning about what it is that I might believe, and and I get into arguments all the time with my wife, who is of a, a Catholic background and, and has her own kind of adapted beliefs, and and others that I know who are very spiritual, and and they kind of will tell me that I'm being closed-minded or being a little, you know, that there's you need to be a little bit less pragmatic if you're going to have faith, but I, I think that you need to understand, at least in in my opinion, that no one belief is totally right so therefore you have to kind of pick and choose a little bit of each one and try to put together what makes sense to you and i hope that at least in in terms of what we've discussed tonight that it gives people you know a little bit of philosophy from each one that they can take into their own lives uh because i mean none of us are claiming that we're totally right in what we believe anyway yes in fact uh, there was a uh, situation where uh, one of my teachers name is swami kriyananda was having a discussion with uh, somebody, and they were having a big disagreement about something like reincarnation. And uh, at the end of it, uh, Kriyananda said, well, I think there's one thing you and I can both agree on, is that we're both wrong. <laughs> because uh, until we really uh, achieve the level of ultimate realization, we're going to continue to learn and to grow, and we'll, we'll, we'll fine-tune whatever it is that we feel that we understand now. Now, uh, what our plan is, is for the remainder of the show, is uh, we're going to take a, a break in a little bit for the news, and then when we come back, we'll do our own weekly news segment, The Week in Weird. We're also going to draw the winner of our contest uh, that we were promoting 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, coming up in the next hour. And then Rick will join us to take some of your calls and to see if he can make some connections with those on the other side. So you'll be able to call in and, and speak with him and, and see if anything comes through. And as we always say, we don't guarantee that Rick will be able to make a connection because, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. If they don't want to talk, then he can't hear anything. So, But uh, we will try and help you in that regard. Uh, but before that, one thing I wanted to ask you, Richard, is I saw this as a note on your website, and I didn't have a chance to really read into it, but coming up on, on Tuesday here, we have a, a very important presidential election, and you posed the question of whether or not Barack Obama could be the reincarnated spirit of Abraham Lincoln. Yes, yes, I uh, did uh, actually several web pages on this because I was receiving so many questions from people in regards to that, seeing as I have uh, written a book on the reincarnation of Abraham Lincoln. And so from the perspective of what I understand and uh, from the perspective of my book and what uh, Yogananda had said, uh, this great uh, spiritual teacher, uh, I give my own uh, input on that. So people can find that if they're interested on my website, uh, as you mentioned, uh, LincolnReincarnation.com. And I think that uh, if... I don't want to get into who we're voting for here, but if uh, if he was the reincarnated reincarnated spirit of Abraham Lincoln, that would get him my vote alone, uh, based on that. Not only because you know I think Lincoln was one of the greatest leaders that we've ever seen, and he was one of the most uh, humanistic presidents that we ever had, uh, but also because I think we kind of gave the guy a, a tough time, mm-hmm. you know, in his first go round in the Oval Office. So maybe we can give him one that's a little bit easier this time, at yeah, least well, on his everlasting and, soul. And not only that, he switched sides. <laughs> Well, the, the Republicans then were the Democrats of now. You know, it all, it's, they're all the same family, more or less. Yeah. You know, whether or not he's the reincarnation of Lincoln, if he's even inspired by Lincoln, as he seems to want to be, by uh, announcing his uh, candidacy in Springfield, Illinois, where, where Lincoln had lived and so on, uh, I think uh, those sort of things could help. Uh, certainly they couldn't hurt. Oh, and at, yeah. at, at this time, yeah, any, any connection you can give uh, to past leaders that actually, you know, inspire people as opposed to the the leadership we've had again not not speaking politically here but i'm just saying you know there seems to be a a a kind of a down feeling about the leadership this country has been under so you know if we can bring back some of that lincoln spirit uh, that would that would be worth the vote alone right there here here all right well uh, richard uh, we thank you for for joining us and again the book is soul journey from lincoln to Lindbergh. Uh, highly recommended as somebody who did not study reincarnation myself and, and somebody who didn't even really believe that it was a possibility uh, until I picked up this book. It really will open your eyes to the possibilities and make you start to think about maybe who you were because uh, not everybody was Abraham Lincoln before, nor were they Cleopatra or Julius Caesar or anybody else. So, And that is available on your website, LincolnReincarnation.com. Yes, Tim, and I want to thank you again for having me on your show. And uh, Rick, also, it's been a pleasure being on the show with you. It's been my, it's been a pleasure here, also, Richard. And uh, uh, you continue to follow your path, and uh, you got great things ahead of you yet. Thank you very much. I wish you all the best. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Oh, and I dropped Rick too. I knew that was going to happen if I did that. Well, Rick, we will talk to you again in coming up in the second hour when we'll take some readings from the audience. And if you'd like to call in and have your chance to make a connection with someone who has passed on, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500 are the numbers. And, of course, if you have any questions regarding the soul, regarding uh, the connections with those who have passed on, anything of that nature, you can give us a call at 508 Nine nine six zero five hundred. 
508-291-0500, and we can get those questions posed to Rick or try to answer them ourselves as best we can. Now, we mentioned this this contest that we did, and uh, this was through uh, our friends at Sovereign Bank, Sovereign Bank, the official bank of Spooky South Coast, <laughs> and uh, they allowed us to have a little setup going on through Halloween, and we had a contest running. The winner gets two tickets to an upcoming lecture at the Bay State Paranormal Center. Well, what's the Bay State Paranormal Center? If you haven't heard, we'll tell you all about it coming up in the second hour, and we will also draw the name of that winner. Maybe we should give him a call on the air. Do you think? I think eleven o'clock at night is too too late to I call know, somebody. I was thinking the same thing. I don't think it's too late. <laughs> I don't think it's too late either. It's kind of like you want to win the tickets, you got to take the phone call. I don't see a problem. We with should call. We should call all the people who didn't win. That's true. Yeah, we'll wake them all up. Yeah. You are not the winner. All right. Well, we'll talk about it over the break, and when we come back. We'll let you know who the winner was. Stay tuned for more coming up here on Spooky South Coast. Spooky South Coast is back. Good evening and welcome back. Hour number two of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa and science advisor Matt Moniz. I gotta say, it's, it seems kind of weird to be saying hour number two of Spooky South Coast, because it seems like even during October, when we have the chance to come in here and and give you at least some abbreviated primetime programming before the baseball games, you know, we never really reached that hour number two mark because we kept getting cut off by the Red Sox pregame show. But now we are here. We are here to talk about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night. And, of course, all week long on our website, SpookySouthCoast.com, where you can download past episodes of the show, which we are getting them all up there. And we'll definitely be getting them updated more frequently now that we're going to be back on the air more frequently. Uh, And you can download free podcasts of the show. You can listen to them streaming. Uh, There's also the news page has been redesigned to bring you the news from GhostVillage.com which is edited by our friend Christopher Balzano. And we're going to be doing some stuff with with Chris and with the news stuff there uh, coming up real soon, which should be exciting, not just for fans of Spooky South Coast, but people throughout the paranormal community. And we also want to say happy birthday, happy 60th anniversary to Fate Magazine. True reports of the strange and unknown for over 60 years, and they've got their 700th issue out on the newsstands now. It is the September-October 2008 edition of fate uh you can also get it through their website fatemag.com and i know a number of local bookstores and and magazine shops uh where they 
carry Fate magazine, and it was launched uh, in 1948. That's how long they've been cranking out these true stories of the strange and unknown. And uh, since then, we've seen so many leaps and bounds in the paranormal community, in the research into these topics, and a lot of these writers who are now the, the hallmark names within this field have written for Fate or are still writing for Fate uh, today. I mean, Rosemary Ellen Guiley is a contributing editor. Uh, Brad Steiger is as well. And uh, it, it's hardly a month goes by where there isn't some name that wrote a story in here. And you say, wow, you know, you're getting something new from, from this writer. And, of course, this 700th issue is no different. Some of these stories in this uh, include ghostly encounters, one family's sensibility to the plane of the supernatural, the headless horseman of Stones River, a Civil War story there, Bigfoot in the 60s. The 1860s, that is. That's uh, citing old newspapers, which is what re- makes it really interesting. Uh, a political astrologer talks about the keys to the Oval Office. Uh, Wizards in the Woods of Minnesota. The Dark Side of the Moon, the Lightning Man. The Mystery of Odd and Things That Fall from UFOs. So, there you go. Fate Magazine, as we talk about here each and every week on the show. Definitely something that you want to pick up, and it'll bring you all the biggest stories that are out there. Speaking of big stories, we're going to have a few of our own in just a second. But first, I think it's time to draw the winner of the contest. What do you think? All right. From this uh, giant vat of entries. Now, for those unfamiliar, there is a new center opening up today in Taunton. The Bay State Paranormal Center is now open for business right on the town green in Taunton. I believe it's on Broadway. Uh, But if you... Want to find out more, you can go to myspace.com slash mugshotlizzie, and that's the temporary website until she gets the real one up and running. But uh, you can find out about all the events that Elizabeth has going on at the Bay State Paranormal Center. And some some news that was uh, kind of announced this week that I wasn't aware of is she's actually forming an investigative team to work out of the center and to go on a number of investigations. So if you are interested in getting involved with that, definitely give them a call over there, but the winner of this contest is going to receive two tickets to an upcoming lecture at the Bay State Paranormal Center, and we're going to be prodding Elizabeth to start coming on the show and giving us away tickets like once a month or something for people as well. So uh, who wants to do the honors here? I'll mix them around. Oh, Matt, Matt did the nod it. All right, I'll mix them around. Okay. Matt Moniz will draw the winner. <laughs> what, what'd you get? Okay, that that one's eliminated. Some of these are just about ninety-seven percent of these are just ones that Matt Costa put in there to to get people interested in the contest. Fascinating radio. All right, we have a real winner. It is. It looks like Adelia Mendes. So you are the winner, and uh, we will have uh, Matt Costa get in touch with you. You want to do that? Okay, since Call you're right the, now. You're the producer. No, not right now. Oh. I think that would be kind of rude. I think at eleven fifteen. I like night. that effect that we had of uh, the, the sound of the yeah. entries, entries rustling, around. rustling around in a pumpkin. It's like we really had a pumpkin with the entries in it. We did. Thank you, Matt, for that yes. for bringing. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, you are the winner, Adelia Mendes, of two tickets to an upcoming event at the Bay State Paranormal Center. So congratulations from the Spooky Crew. All right, now it's time to talk about some weird news. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. 
I feel, I feel so very weak. <laughs> The Week in Weird. So it's uh, it's kind of weird. I was looking through the newspapers and the magazines this week, and I couldn't find any stories that have anything to do with the paranormal. <laughs> Not this week. Oh, my gosh, was there stories to do with the paranormal. Everything from really, really well-written pieces, such as the one in Standard Times in front of you right there. Yeah. Honk, <laughs> To the really crappy stories that I've read in a number of papers as well but hey we're just glad that people are talking about it that newspapers are giving ink to these stories and one the new york times had a great story from writer joyce wadler supernatural cleaning methods how you can rid yourself if you have a spirit and a lot of this stuff is uh, anecdotal stories uh, so what i'm, I'm going to do is i'm going to just try and read you a little bits and pieces of the story and you can actually go to the new york times website and read the entire piece it's, it's a very lengthy piece but it's uh, really interesting before attempting to cleanse a household of ghost-like sounds or scents, the homeowner must first determine whether such sounds and scents are actually objects from another world. Happily, there is no shortage of instruction manuals on the subject. One, an e-book called My House is Haunted, a practical guide, was written by Bonnie Vent, the medium who founded the San Diego Paranormal Research Project. And just a hint for those of you out there, an aside here. Uh, those of you who are looking to find out about how to rid your house from the haunted, uh, probably an ebook is not the right way to go. That's just my belief. But uh, her guide costs $7.97 and it contains paranormal activity log in which to record such things as electrical devices going on and off, unexplained noises, and cold and hot spots. Uh, it, it lists common misconceptions, including the notion that paying someone to spread lotions and potions all over the house will make spirits go away. What does work? Communication, writes Miss Vent who is one of those people who is paid. Her cleansing services cost you about $125 an hour. That does not necessarily mean that they will leave, but you should be able to work out a livable situation. That's good. That's, that's well worth $125 an hour. Uh, and, of course, it also goes on. It, it, she speaks to, uh, to Jason and Grant from Ghost Hunters as well. Uh, she says that many hauntings are so slight that the homeowners may feel that they are equipped to handle the problem themselves. And she gives some information about that. But one of the stories that I found really interesting in this lengthy piece is uh, comes from the story of Judy Moore, a broker with 23 years of experience working with REMAX Landmark Realtor in Lexington, Massachusetts. And she said that she's had two properties that fall into the category of haunted over the years. The first one was the former parish house where the priest stayed. And it came up at the closing. The homeowners, the home's owner said, I just want to let you know that there is a priest who haunts this house. And she went on to tell the story that she grew up in the house, and one time her sister had makeup on top of the dresser, and he swiped them off. She was horrified. The buyer could have just said, that's it. I couldn't live there. But he was a creative type. He was fine with it. And she said the other time was really freaky in a house that never did sell. It was built in the 1600s, but nobody was living there. The first thing that happened when she walked in, her electronic tape recorder stopped working. And she had funny feelings that there were spirits in the house, and she doesn't imagine those sort of things. Uh, she was staging it. There were some things that would move, but the worst thing, the really freaky thing, I was putting some dried flowers on the end of this old table, but I saw something on the table that was bright red but watery. It looked like blood, but it was too thin. Everything on the table was dry. That was the creepiest thing that ever happened to her in that business. So that just seemed interesting to me that you have a, a realtor talking about the haunted houses, but there was one great note in this story from, from Jason and Grant uh, that I want to read here. 
they dealt with a case where a guy was actually seeing apparitions in his house, said Jason Hawes. It was happening only to him. Nobody else was having those problems. We found out he was on two medications, including an older one his new doctor didn't know about, and they were making him see things. Uh, Grant Wilson added, Another reason we knew it wasn't paranormal was the things he was seeing made no sense. Grotesque things like flowers wandering across the room, faces turning inside out. Paranormal activity isn't like that. Seeing flowers or turning you know, in, turning faces inside out indicate medical or drug problems, not a person with an apparition walking around their home. So there you go. Just a few notes out of that long, lengthy story, but well worth the read. I think it's it's kind of weird that, you know, the New York Times is devoting like 5,000 words to a paranormal story, but I'm happy that they're doing it. I think it's because, you know, normally they write about things like the stock market. That's a little paranormal in itself lately. Yeah. All right. It's downright com- scary. <laughs> it's a bummer. Good thing I don't understand any of it. Makes me a lot. Ignorance is bliss. Matt Costa, what do you have for us? All right. From the uh, Associated Press. Believe it or not, that roll of sticky tape on your desk emits x-rays. Don't worry, you're not getting irritated. Irradiated. There you go. There you go. (laughs) When you use it, unless you work in a vacuum. It's been known for a long time that sticky tape emits visible light when peeled in a dark room. But researchers at the U- University of California, Los Angeles, have discovered that peeling sticky tape in a vacuum sends out pulses of X-rays along with visible light. Though the actual, though the actual me- mechanism that causes the X-rays to form is not yet understood. When asked if the sticky tape is safe to use, pri- primary investigator Seth Putterman half-joked, "We can't claim it's safe in any any other circum- circumstance." We can't make any safety claims, but we're still going to use it. And that was brought to us by AEPB1 on the message board. All right. You want a bumper sticker? Bumper sticker. And you know what you can do with that bumper sticker? Put it over a rust spot. Oh, you can peel back the sticky part. And, oh, yeah. And see it, see it emit light. You know, this raises an interesting question, Matt Moniz, one that I probably should have asked you off the air, but I'll ask you it now on the air because maybe the listeners can learn something as well as myself. We've all heard the story. We've all seen it happen when you pull off a Band-Aid or whatever. You see that little spark of light. Years ago, uh, I was getting a glass of water for my wife, and when I, it was in a dark room. I didn't turn the light on in the kitchen. When I cracked the ice cube tray, I saw sparks of light within the ice. Is that a possibility? Is that anything that you can think of that would, that would cause that? What you're seeing is uh, the cracks that... It's a refraction of light coming in from a different angle. Okay. So that's what you're seeing. Uh, water, as well as ice, has a, uh, a specific what's known as refractive index. Light travels through it at a particular you know, path. And when you crack it in ice, that it cleaves a uh, fissure, and that fissure in turn is now at a different angle reflecting light at a, in a new way. So it reflected into your eyes differently. So I did see something at least. Yes. So I win that one. How do a uh, breath saver spark when you bite them? Uh, they do? <laughs> Apparently. I, I've never dark. seen that. I don't bite them. I just suck on them until they wear away. That I've never heard of. Oh, as a commercial. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> well, of course, you can believe everything in commercials. Yeah. TV wouldn't lie to me. You know what? TV once told me that Almond Joy had nuts and Mounds doesn't, and they were right. So, <laughs> Actually, they told me Mounds don't, which is bad English. All right, Matt Moniz, what do you have for us? I got something from the Scientific American. 
Most scientists dismiss the vast majority of ghost sightings as hoaxes. But certain researchers in Canada and England and elsewhere are exploring what happens to the brain to create the illusions that something is haunted. So far, they keep... So far... Sorry, they have found evidence that some apparitions may be brain benders caused by spiking EMF or electromagnetic fields and possibly even some extremely low-frequency sound waves known as infrasound, so subtle that the ear does not register them as noise. EMF emitted by power lines and towers, clock radios and other electrical sources, may help debunk myths that people or things are haunted, says Michael Pessinger, a neuroscientist at Laurentian University in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, who was conducting research on the topic. One study, published in 2001 in Perceptual and Motor Skills Chronicles, the experiences of a teenager who in 1996 claimed to be receiving nocturnal visits by a sexual form of a holy spirit okay yeah (laughs) 17 year old girl who sustained mild brain damage at birth said she also felt the presence of an invisible baby perched on her left shoulder um uh, christopher french a psychologist at goldsmith university of london and college in of college of london sorry who studied the paranormal said it he is one of the researchers who has conducted experiments to test EMF theory, but has been unable to prove its validity. He and the colleagues tested uh, a number of people four years ago, and they built a haunted room in London in an apartment and rigged it with electromagnetic sources and infra- in, sorry, in infrasound generators. They invited 79 volunteers, uh, via the internet, and uh, he had them spend some time in the room that was cool and dimly lit. Researchers disclosed to the subjects that they might experience some weirdness or feeling of a presence, tingling, or some other strange sensations while in the room. They were given psychological evaluations to assess their uh, susceptibility of suggestion to the paranormal. Uh, in 1998, Journal of Society for Psychological Research, an article entitled Ghosts in the Machine from uh, Coventry University in the UK, researchers Vic Candy and Tony Lawrence described the experiment was during which they detected an infrared, uh, sorry, infrasound wave and with a frequency of 18.9 hertz and they were in a factory where workers had reported strange experiences that they believed to be paranormal. French and his team used waveforms of 18.9 and 22.3 hertz. French's volunteers were exposed to the electromagnetic pulses and infrasound, or both, or neither. Most people either reported some slight or odd sensations, such as the presence or feeling dizzy, and some reported terror, which they had not expected, French says. So, again, <clears throat> here's Scientific American ta- tackling this topic as well. Right. I, I, I applaud them for making, you know, efforts at it, but there, there's problems with it, too, with the way that they're conducting the test and the me- means in which it's gone about. They're trying to use a scientific principle, but 
without really understanding what the subject matter is in the first place, you're, you're, you're shooting in the dark. Well, we talked in the past, you and I, about you know, the fact that until science can recreate the paranormal in a laboratory, they're not going to believe it. And we talked about bringing the laboratory to a haunted location. Right. <laughs> so instead of creating a haunted house, you should bring it to a haunt. I mean, right. That's... I mean, certain things you can't, you can't do. Uh, we don't know what the exact factors are that are causing it in order to right. replicate it. So, well, that's a lot of the reasons why you have, um, you know, these skeptics. Oh, you can't reproduce it in a lab. You can't reproduce the sun in a lab either, really. You know, but it's still there. <laughs> that's true. But uh, I don't mind going to haunted houses. I just I don't want to go to the sun. All right, well, that is The Week and Weird. If you have a story you'd like to contribute to The Week and Weird, you can go to SpookySouthCoast.com, click on the forum uh, link there, and go to The Week and Weird thread, drop the story in there or just a link to it, give us uh, where it came from, and we will give you full credit, and you will win a Spooky South Coast bumper sticker. So uh, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we will have more with Rick Hayes. We'll take your calls. He'll try to make connections for you with those who have passed on. Give us a call, 508-996-0500, We'll be right back with more here on this All Souls Day edition of Spooky South Coast. Gaming from the studios of AM 1420 WBSF into the night and beyond. Here's more of Spooky South Coast. Welcome back to this All Souls Day edition of Spooky South Coast. And, you know, Halloween was was pretty phenomenal for me because each year now uh, we've kind of created a tradition at my house of doing this little Halloween display and kind of like a haunted yard type attraction. And and Matt Costa got involved this year and he had some really awesome ideas. And uh, what we were able to put together in like an hour's worth of time with limited materials and resources and zero money was really impressive. So we'll th- we'll put some of those photos up, probably up on our MySpace coming up soon, uh, some of those photos yeah. that we took. But just real quick for, for, for people to kind of get an idea of how this, this sick guy's mind works, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this one little story. We, we, we actually had kids that were saying that they refused to come up into our yard to get the candy. <laughs> the one, one little girl actually said, if I go up there – I'm going to be so scared I'm going to pee my pants, which is like the ultimate compliment when you put something like this together. Uh, then another girl just stood on the street screaming, like refusing to go anywhere near the house, which, you know, then we have to take off the rubber mask and everything and just bring them the candy because we don't, we don't want the kids to not get their candy. But Matt Costa has this long black costume on. Uh, his head is com- – everything's completely covered in this long black robe and hood. All you can see are these two glowing red eyes. It's kind of like a shadow person costume essentially. Yeah. And so he's laying on the ground, like, grabbing people's ankles as they walk by. But at one point, he's standing up. I live on a hill, and there's, like, a brick wall where my front yard is actually on a brick wall. And he's standing on this wall, like, doing this, you know, motion, animatronic motion of, you know, like one of these uh, animatronic figures you see, like uh, Edaville or, you know, outside of a store or something, like, waving to the people, like, doing these robot-like maneuvers. And And a guy gets up really close to him. And I say, whoa, 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 watch out, buddy. You know, that's a really expensive piece of animatronic equipment. I spent like $1,000 on that. It runs on like $100 worth of batteries alone. If you knock it over, it'll break and all this stuff. And he, he's like, oh, really? And he goes up a little bit closer to get a look. And that's when Matt stops and just goes, ah, the guy's like, oh, wait. So the fact that he scared a, a grown man really, 
really got me, you know, right in the old Halloween heartstrings. <laughs> <sighs> what a beautiful sight. I can't wait until next year. Oh, uh, when we actually think about it ahead of time. Yeah. and make. Let's get Modi's involved next he, year. You definitely <laughs> should. He had, this guy rigged up like a motion sensor to a fan and a black light to make this ghost pop up. and. The ghost there. <laughs> it didn't really work, but the idea sounded, and we know how to make it better next year. Yeah. And we had uh, we had like a, a ventriloquist dummy sitting in a chair with a little chainsaw. Uh, we had my car is broken in the driveway; it's up on a jack, and so we actually like made it look like a, the car fell down on a guy. And we had uh, we had the the guy the chalk outline of a guy in fake blood, and like it looked like a motorcycle accident with like a, a helmet with a skull in it over here and a jacket with a hand in it over there. It was beautiful, and the Richard Nixon. Uh, being chopped my, in half by a chainsaw that was, was nice my too. personal favorite. The <laughs> Richard Nixon getting chopped in half <laughs> by a chainsaw. We make two with what we have. All right. So anyway, we'll throw some photos up on, on our MySpace, myspace.com slash spooky south coast real soon. But let's get back to the phones. Uh, we have Rick Hayes back with us now until the end of the program, and he's going to take readings. If you would like to, well, he's going to take your calls and, and try to give you readings. If you'd like to try to make a connection with a loved one, you can give us a call at 508 508- Nine nine six zero five hundred, five zero eight two nine one zero five hundred, and uh, if you want to get in touch with Rick some other time and do this in a more private manner, you can get a hold of him through his website lifesgift.com, and he can schedule readings with you through there. Because sometimes you know people don't want to talk about some of these things over the air with everybody else listening. But if you do, give us a call. 508-996-0500-508-291-0500. Rick, we already have a phone call coming up. So we want to do this like we have in the past, right, where we, we ask them just their name, and that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, I mean, if they have a, if they have a specific question they want to ask about a loved one or, or if they have a question about, you know, about themselves, uh, that would be fine also. And, and we want to reiterate, too, uh, you know, there's no guarantee that somebody's going to come through. But, Rick, in the past, you've had a very, very high uh, batting average when you when you been on our program. I, I was just thinking that caller may be that guy that bat scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see here. All right. Good evening. You are on Spooky South Coast with Rick Hayes. Can you give us your name, please? Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're spooktacular. All right. You're on with Rick. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Rick. Do you have a specific question, or I was wondering if um, go ahead and ask you the question. Yeah, yeah go yes, ahead. Yes, go right ahead. Okay, um, will I become more financially secure over the next ten, twenty years? Okay, uh, what's been the struggles for the last four? Does that does that make sense? Yes. Okay. A divorce. Uh, Pardon me? Did you say what was the struggle the past four yeah, years? Cheryl. Yeah. A divorce. Oh, okay. I've been there, done that. <laughs> we were uh, separated for six years okay. um, prior to the divorce, and then the divorce itself took another four. Okay. Well, I need to, I need to share with you. To, and first of all, I need, I need to share this with you. You actually got, there's a female, pre, there's a female connected. I'm feeling a female energy coming through for me to sh- share this with you, to talk to you about this. It's almost like it, not only financially, but it is uh, it is also made you lose a little bit of your own confidence in yourself. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And it's almost like because of what you, the relationship or, or what you've been, especially in the last four years, what you've been going through, 
it's almost like you don't you're having trouble believing in yourself and you're one and can are you supposed to be is anything going to get better for you and is anything going to you know you actually i'm just going to be blunt with you you know i've been told sometimes i'm the dr phil the paranormal right you just you need to start believing in yourself because i feel like that this female energy has tried so many times especially okay i heard that since the beginning of the year since january of this year She's tried. She's been trying to help you, and, and it's almost like when the doors open, it's almost like you're afraid to walk through them because you're. It, you, again, I'm going back to your own confidence. You don't have enough confidence in yourself. I do feel. I'm, I'm just going to be blunt here again. I do feel like you need to. Uh, number one, I want you to start believing in yourself again and start knowing that you've got a lot of. Uh, you've got you've got a purpose path ahead of you. And, and uh, do you have children? Yes. Okay. Do you have Do you have two children? One. One. Okay. Is Is there another child that you, that you're very close to then? No. Okay. I need to share this with you. I I feel like someone's telling me two children. So she. I don't know. Okay. Um, your mom's still here. Yes. Okay. Why? This is connected. This in this female's connected to your mom. And she keeps talking about two children, so I didn't know if she was connected to you or if, you, or if she's talking about her two children or something, okay? Okay. And uh, she's wanting me, she want me to share with you that you, you're... Uh, okay, I know we're on radio, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you, too. You, you don't have to answer, okay? Uh, okay. I, I, I feel like that where you're living now, are you wanting to move? No. Okay, you're wanting to stay where you're at? Yes. Okay, because I feel like what she's telling me, there's going to be changes in your environment around you. So if you're staying where you're at, what's what's around you is going to change as well. And I feel like this, you're going to see this. Uh, I'm going to just say this. It's going to, take a, it's going to take some time yet. I almost feel like if you call me this time next year, you're going to tell me things have changed, all right? So it, it's, going to, it, it's going to be, take a little time yet. And I think it all has to do, Cheryl, with the, with you believing in yourself again. I, it's almost like your your things are opening up for you, but you're it's almost like you're afraid to take the steps. Okay. Okay. So, so I want you to start taking those steps. And I don't know what it is about the two children, but they keep talking about the two children. So. Well, and Cheryl, I'll give you a little bit of advice too. Uh, this from coming from the earthly plane, if you want to be a little bit better off financially, just stay away from the stock market. <laughs> Oh, that's no problem. Okay. I don't have enough to put into there. The you go. There you go. Stock. That's stay far away. No problem. I find the best place to invest in is a, a piggy bank somewhere where you, uh, you, one of those ones with a with a without the bottom where you can get into it. So. Yeah, Cheryl, that's your, the truth. Cheryl, your grandmother moved on. Yes, she has. Uh, your mom's mom. Yes. Were you close to her? Yes. Okay, that's the one that's around you then. Okay. I was just going to ask you that. Okay, uh, because uh, she is, she makes me feel like she's almost like taking care of you right now, right? Because it's almost like you feel like there's no one that's taking care of you, and you got you. She says, "I'm here." Okay. Okay. What's with the rocking chair? I don't know. Okay. Will you remember that too? Yes, I will. You, do you you don't have a chair in your house right now that rocks or like a rocking chair? Yes, I do. Okay, she sits in it a lot. <laughs> She does. Yes. Now that's odd because I have it. I have a stack of boxes in that chair. Yeah, no one matter. gets to sit in it. 
that don't matter to spirits. Nope. <laughs> really? Move the, move the boxes for her, okay? Where's Where's this chair located in your home? In my living room. Are you in there quite? A, are you in there quite a bit yourself? In the living room? Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Well, she she wanted me to acknowledge the rocking chair, and I think that's just her way of sharing with you that that she's in there with you. Okay. Okay. And, and things are going to get better, but but I want you to do this, and this isn't what she's sharing. I want you to do it for me, okay? I want you to start believing in yourself and know just how unique you are. You get up in the morning, you tell yourself, "This is a day just for me, and I'm gonna and I'm and I'm gonna do something for it," okay? Okay. All right. All right. Thank Keep you, Sean. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank right. you. Take care. Bye bye. All right. You are on the air with Rick Hayes. Can we have your name, please? Yes. Mary Grace? Hi, Mary Grace. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you this evening? Well, I was just hoping that uh, maybe you could enrich my life a little bit. Okay. Do you have a specific question? Um, I have had, a, I have I had, I have had something traumatic happen to me. Okay. I've got to ask you real quickly. Are you married? Uh, yes. Okay. And, and your husband's there? Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, there's another, he's in the home right now? Yes. Okay, because I've got another male that's around you, okay? You're, so, so, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. There is. He's he's here and he's got company. Oh, and I snuck yeah. off and uh, <laughs> thought I'd call you. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're saying something traumatic. Has this been recent? Uh, I would say within the last past year. I'm coming out of it now. Yeah, you're still hanging on to it, right? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm not sure if it's hanging on. Uh, I can be frank because you've already hit you've already hit on something. I had a uh, a bad fall. I had a compressed uh, fracture in my back. Okay. And I'm on a morphine patch. Okay. And I'm down at the final end now, where. Uh, I, I'm healed, supposedly. But okay. I, you, I, I came to go back to the okay, How do you feel? Hmm? Do you feel healed? I don't know. I I, I can't tell you that. I okay. wish I could. I want, I'm, I'm just going to ask you this. How do you feel about uh, being on the morphine patch? Um, I don't like it, but it's okay. helped me to be uh, mobile. And okay. uh, it's helped me out a lot, and uh, thank God I'm at the last, the very, very least, the very, very least. And I was actually uh, scared tonight because I had to um, have it put on me, um, okay. knowing that it uh, that I was going down another dose. I was scared, okay. thinking and believing that I would have serious repercussions, and I haven't. Okay. I haven't. Well, it's been several hours now. And I uh, have is, it, is this in the lower back? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I need to share with you that that, and the reason I ask about the morphine patch is it's it's almost like you you have healed, but whoever's telling me this is a little afraid that you're almost going to want. And I'm glad you said you did. You don't like it because it's almost like they're afraid that you're. If you have a little pain, you're going to feel like you need to go back on that. Exactly. And, and it's almost like you need to learn. You need to learn that uh, 
it's almost like you're going to you're still going to have little twitches of pain, but they're not going to be as severe as they yeah, were right. before. Okay, and and you just need to learn. And I'm just going to say this: you need to learn to live with those little twitches. Okay. I walk eight miles you, a day. Great, great. I'm and, doing and, uh, okay, but I'm okay. even better after talking to you for some reason. Okay, well, great, great. Well, I, I will share this. I don't know who this is that's sharing with me with this, but. I feel like that they want me to know they're saying we are with you, so you have more than one loved one right now that's helping you through this, okay? Okay. Uh, you said you had a fall? Excuse me? You said you had a fall, and this what happened? Yes. Okay. I uh, I was on a ladder, and the ladder let go. Oh, okay. Uh, quite a few feet. I ended up right on my uh, bottom part. Okay. And uh, I should have been operated on, but... Uh, I begged the doctor not to, and okay. they put me in a brace, and uh, I've been you know, fighting ever since. You know, I don't feel I, if there was if I felt to share with you a surgery was it was it was there, I, but I just don't feel this right now. Okay. Okay. And uh, I just feel like you're going to have to learn to, uh, like I shared earlier, you're going to still have those little twitches, but it's something that you're going to learn learn to live with. All right, and they're going to subside, and they're not. You're going to find that. By getting used to them, they're not going to be as painful as they as they were in the past. All right. Okay. So, uh, what's uh, I just heard light a candle. So I don't know if you got candles in your home, but yes, I do. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I so do. Like, I love them. Okay. Whoever this is is saying light a candle for me. Okay. Okay. All right. And this is a loved one. I feel like this is a female also that's that's sharing this with you. Okay. Uh, Okay. Do you have an aunt that moved on? No, I have a father that passed away. A father. Okay. Well, this is a female sharing this with me, all right? Okay. okay. That would be um that would be my aunt. Okay. Well, she's she's wanting she said light a candle for me, all right? Okay. It's almost like she understands your pain a little bit. Okay. I don't know if she had pain in her life, but she's making she me feel like She died very young. Okay. She's making me feel like she understands your pain. Okay. Okay? All right. You're going to do all right. I feel it. Okay? So you believe it. Well, well I, lo I, lo uh, I don't know you, but I feel like <laughs> I, I do. Well, we're you've friends. You've been very, uh, very refreshing. Well, thank you, Mary Grace. And, and you just keep the faith, okay? Thank you. Take thank care. You. Very enriched. This, this was great. This was thank great. you. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Now, Rick, you get that kind of response all the time, I'm sure. But it feels nice when you can help somebody. It absolutely feels great. You know, that's that's one thing that never gets old with me. I just, I mean, she said that the words that she shared, she doesn't realize how much she inspires me. So I mean, it, 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 and it's always new for me. I'm not fighting any kind of physical, physical uh, ailments or impairments, and I couldn't walk eight miles in a day. So I mean, just that alone is is inspiring. Well, when she said that, it, I felt like, well. You know, that motivated me because it's like I don't have any back problems. Why Why aren't I walking one mile exactly. a day? Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> right, well, we have uh, one one final call here. We maybe sneak one more in after this if you want to give us a call. 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. But you are on the phone with Rick Hayes. What's your name, please? I'm Nancy. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Hi, good and you. All right. We're spectacular, and, and you're on with Rick. Hi, Nancy. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, you have a question this evening? or Not in particular, no. Okay. Uh, 
You just want to know who's around you? Yes, I would. Okay, are you the only one in your home right now? No. Okay, because uh, and that's why I had to ask for the previous caller. Because sometimes when I'm when I'm talking to someone this way, sometimes I connect. There's others in the home, and I want to make sure that. Right. Uh, I heard baby. What's is there is is there anything about a baby in your family? We just had one, a great um, grandson. Congratulations. Okay. Okay, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Well, this is, uh, I don't know why the females are coming through tonight, but I feel like this is a female wanting me to share that uh, this, it's almost like give the love to that baby for me, okay? Okay. And uh, where's your mom? My mother passed on that, oh, this, God, this, 30 this, something years ago. Okay, this is the one that's telling me this, okay? Right. All right. We're, uh, she, you're not the only child either, right? No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, why does she make me feel like you should know that you're still her little baby? Because her and I were very, very close, closer <laughs> than my other brother and sister. Okay. Well, she, she's, she's smiling. I feel like I should share a smile with you on this. She immediately wanted to acknowledge the baby, so this is to let you know that she knows about the child. And she's right. also and she's also telling me to tell you that she, you know you always be her little baby as well, okay? Oh, great! All right, yeah, thank you, Nancy. Yeah. Well, congratulations again. Okay, and thank you so much. It gives thank me you. a good feeling. Keep the faith. Have a good yes. night. Yes. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, you are on with Rick Hayes. It's probably be our last call. So, uh, what is your name, please? Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, my name's Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi. You're on with Rick. Hi, Diane. Hi, Rick. I can feel the, the inspiration coming through. <laughs> Just <laughs> listening to these calls, it's wonderful. It is. It really is. Do uh, you have a specific question? or? Um, I've, I've managed to meet many of my goals in my life, but um, like everyone else, I'm a little worried about my finances right now. Well, okay. You said goals, and I immediately heard that you got two more to do yet. I do. Yeah. So you're not done. Okay. <laughs> okay. And yeah. when it comes to the finances, I feel like that, again, I feel like once you start focusing on this, these goals, these two goals, you're going to see your finances change as well. Okay. Okay? Yes. You know, the, the thing about right now with the economy the way it is right now, we are all learning the, uh, how to uh, how to appreciate the value that we have. Absolutely. And. Yeah. And you know, and, and it's and it's taught us just how, first of all, how how blessed we really are, you know, in a lot yeah. of ways. So, and and yeah, you're not done yet, Diane. You've got two more goals, and I feel like you know what they are. I'm not sure. I get, I have two girls, but I, they're <laughs> they're in the twenties, and I just kind of letting them go. So no, I don't this, know what's this, ahead. No, this is a. I, I, here's I'm just going to share this with you. You're going to. I. I it's almost like I. I don't want. You can use the word go. I call it a door that's going to open for you, okay? okay? And I almost feel like when this door opens for you, it's something that you want to walk through. Mm -hmm. But immediately once you walk through this, you're going to immediately say, well, this is what I want to do next, and that door is going to be right there. So it's going to be like bam, bam. You're going to have Good. two goals back to back. And, and uh, you know, goals are there for you to, to, to achieve, and it's your choice whether you want to walk through that door or not. But you just walk through those doors, and right. I feel like your finances will change. You've had a big fluctuation in your finances. 
I feel like, especially in the last two years. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. Well, it's going to change for you. You just hang in there, all right? I am hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving up. <laughs> well, you you keep the faith. And, uh, you know, you said your girls were in your, their 20s. Well, they're, one's 19, yeah. Well, they're still your your children. I've got one. You know, my, my youngest is 21, and I still call her my baby. So Yeah. I brought them up alone <laughs> since they were babies, so that's why I'm saying those. that was my goal for so long, you know. but. Well, you embrace them and enjoy enjoy each moment with them, and and uh, you know. But I feel like these goals are going to come very very soon, so oh. be prepared, all right? All right, thank you so much. Thank you, and you keep the faith. Thanks. It was Anne. wonderful talking to you. Thank you. Have a okay, great day. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, Rick, and of course the phone lines are still lighting up, Rick, but we're just about out of time here. Uh, well, you're going to have to have me back then. Absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say we'll we'll try and uh, we'll schedule something before the end of the year for sure. Okay. I know once we hit the holiday season, that's when people really want to make a connection with those uh, who have passed on. And it seems like whenever we have you back around that time of year, they come flooding in to speak with you. So we'll definitely uh, arrange something before year's end. Sounds great. All right. Thank I, you. I, I, pre- I, I want to thank you guys for uh, giving me this opportunity to share with everyone about these amazing gifts of life. And, and before we let you go, Rick, I just want to give you a little update. The last time we had you on the show, you had mentioned uh, my my grandmother had come through and was tell, sent, telling you something about my grandfather's uh, blue shirt. Yeah. And uh, I found out later after we hung up and after the show went off the air, my aunt called me and said, you know, that my grandfather wore the same blue shirt all the time. It was like one of his favorite shirts. And you kept talking about my grandmother having to repair it. And that's because he used to put his cigarettes in his shirt pocket and he'd rip it off all the time. She always had to re-sew that. And uh, when, when he was laid to rest, they actually put that shirt in the in the casket with him. So. Wow. And I didn't know any of this until, you know, my aunt called me and told me. She's like, how could you not know this? <laughs> so it's uh, just another example of the powers of Rick Hayes. He is amazing. <laughs> what he can do so but definitely check out his website lifesgift.com if you want to find out more about rick and schedule a reading uh, schedule some of his services there and you can find out more about other shows he'll be appearing on as well so lifesgift.com rick thank you so much thank we'll you. talk to you soon take care thank you and of course we thank richard salva as well for joining us earlier in the program his website lincolnreincarnation.com if you want to find out about his book and his work as well so until next week, which what do you, what's going on next week, Matt, Matt Moniz? I'm not going to be here, so I think I'm going to be handing the reins over to you if if, if you want to try to steer this crazy ship. I got a guest or two I could call. All right, now, I might make I might make it if I come back from the wedding in time, but if I do, I probably won't be in any state to talk on the air for prolonged periods of time. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. So uh, and then Matt Costa, I apologize in advance for if I drunk dial you in the middle of the show hey man what's going on so anyway we'll have a show for you next week the week after that we're kind of i think we're going to be bumped off the air for the celtics and then we'll be back every week to talk to you about the paranormal and take your calls and questions as well so until next week for matt moniz for matt costa i'm tim weisberg we want you all to stay spooktacular Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow.
I know the supernatural is something that is...